ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Mind Refinery podcast, provided to you by us, the Mind Refinery, creators of content, aggregators of popular culture, and a place where creatives thrive. I'm your host, Kyle Bodanis. Today, we continue our look at our favorite flicks of the 2010s with Boyan Technical's favorite, Richard Linklater's decade in the making, coming of age epic, Boyhood. Before we get started, if you haven't checked out and subscribed to the Mind Refinery YouTube channel, do it. Lots of great content, our culinary series plated, new episode of This Is Cosplay, short films, podcasts, and don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter for all your Mind Refinery news. And now, without further ado, here's the show. Okay, guys, here to talk about Boyanetic Technicals' favorite film of the 2010s. Our Mind Refinery creatives, Andrew Lanza. Hey, hey. Boyanetic Technical. Hey. And John Neal. Go for it. Okay, guys. <laughs> Go for it. What did you say last time? Get at it or something? I don't know. Get at it? <laughs> I don't know. I loved it. Yeah. Please just always just say something. Just different? Yeah. 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 So this film, uh, as a filmmaker, just feels tiring making it. And uh, <laughs> it does definitely, definitely triggers my blatant impatience uh but you know we're gonna start with Boyan. Boyan, why don't you tell us why this is your favorite film of 2010s favorite film of the 2010s uh i think it's the first film ever uh and this is obviously a part of you know i'm now 30 so and, and now there's movies where they're making movies about the 90s they're making movies about the 2000s you know the time when i was a kid so for me this is the first movie where i watched it and i was just like fuck man he got it right. like it's right it just feels so right it feels so authentic it, it's not it's not um you know a caricature of the 90s it's not using 90s as some kind of like nostalgia subculture or pop culture uh reference thing like you know they'll throw in pop culture references from the 90s and and 2000s uh all over the place in in movies now to like uh, to milk millennials for our money and to make us go and see these movies but it's always so cheap and, and 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 just badly used um but this was just so real so authentic uh you know, the, the first scenes are, you know, kids uh, in a neighborhood, you know, unsupervised, going around, finding their own fun. Uh, you know, kid, uh, his Mason's watching. There's a, scene, a shot that literally starts from an opening shot of, of Boo in the Dragon Ball, Boo, uh, Dragon Ball Z Boo saga. Like, that's, that, that's when it, like, first gets me is that okay, it's speaking to to a time that I completely understand and uh, a childhood that I'm, I mean, I'm <laughs> different childhood, but in some ways there's aspects of it that I completely understood and, and it really felt authentic and real to me. And he treated it with respect. Yeah. I definitely think that this was a monumental filmmaking effort and just like a, the certain level of stick uh in order to do this, doing this whole thing over the course of, of 12, year, 12 years. And uh, I think your note about authenticity is spot on because like it's a coming of age story, yeah. but it's a legitimate coming of age story. Yeah. So this grew with the actors and uh, the script evolved with the actors and... You know, and it took uh, a concerted effort of, you know, several people and a filmmaker in order to, you know, to make this happen, have it to turn out as it did and to going through the various, uh, and it doesn't even just go through the various parts of the kid's life, but also the relationship between two adults who could not work it out. Mm -hmm. There is clear frustrations with that, who then have to put it together and find their respect and love for each other in more of like of a platonic way. And I, I thought that was really good. I think that's a testament to the performances, which we'll get into. Um, I, I mean, I really like this movie. I've been on board Richard Linklater since before Sunrise. Like, uh, I, had, I had loved that movie. And, uh, you know, I, I've happily followed his career, you know, for the most, especially for my adult life. And I loved this movie a lot. And I just want to add, um, especially what you brought up, I think, you know, for somebody, he's, he's somebody who grew up in, in the 70s. Like, he was a teenager in the 70s. And, for example, Dazed and Confused um, is, is something where you, I don't, I, I can't say for sure, but it, it feels like he got the 70s right. He got that authentic experience just based on his own him when him he was growing up but 
to do that for a '90s to 2000s film, something that he didn't he did that he didn't experience that childhood, um, and to do it so right is is pretty is pretty interesting and pretty amazing. Um, yeah, I'm in the the boy on camp on this one. Uh, I think it just it just felt right, sort of right away, and it just um, I don't know, it just had a tremendous impact on me because it was just like you said, it felt so authentic. Um, everything was authentic even the shooting style that they had throughout the whole thing it, it had a level of uh, realism to it that almost kind of the film didn't really feel like it was scripted at all actually it kind of just it just felt like they were really talking right and the way they set it up and the circumstances that they put them in and I think I think even Linklater said he looked at it structurally as just a series of short films that were kind of strung together and when the movie's over uh, it all kind of just makes sense, like because the scenes are not necessarily that important, but there are sort of moments, yeah. I guess, when all added up at the end of the movie, it just like you just get it right, and it's either you sort of get it and understand everything, yeah. or you just kind of don't really. I think, but I got it right away. You're not seeing yeah. plot so much as four story yeah. arcs playing, yeah. which is kind of what I like about yeah. it. And the character growth is yeah. amazing. Yeah. Um. Honestly, like I saw this movie at theaters i watched it i thought it was a very sweet movie i i enjoyed it um i don't know if it resonated with me as much as it did with you guys like again i cannot stress how like what an uh, what an achievement in filmmaking and storytelling like following the story over as you said 12 years filming with these people once or twice a year every year for 12 years like that's crazy so I completely uh, respect that, and I don't dislike the movie at all. And I think it's like a very nice coming of age story. I think it's a little bit um, like I don't think it says anything new. From I think I feel like those that story has been told so many times, and it, the 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 uniqueness it brought to that story is the the uh, I'm not gonna say gimmick, but like the just like the the artifice of it of of doing it in over a 12 year span i think that's what it brought to the table in as far as narrative goes i don't think it really brought anything super new to the table um i thought the performances were great I, you can kind of tell there's like a lot not a lot of people in that movie were like actors uh, am, am i wrong in that a lot of people just kind of like seem like very authentic um obviously like you have like ethan hawk yes and patricia arquette uh like clearly they're actors but um, yeah, I don't know. Just overall, like I, I, I liked it. I, I watching it again for the podcast was great. I really enjoyed watching it. Um, I mean, it's three hours. I feel like it could be tightened up a little bit here and there. I mean, it, like you said, there are moments there are like full like walk and talks and like full like one takes. So it's like you can't cut those down. I feel like maybe you could have. I don't know. I don't know if you like. As I said, you can't cut down scenes, but maybe like lose a couple scenes. And I couldn't out like on my like my maybe the one scene that i felt like maybe was a little bit long is when he's like talking with the girl she's on her bike and they're like talking about like this girl likes you come to this party i don't know like again i get they're like little moments in time and maybe if you lose one you kind of lose that feeling throughout the whole thing so but overall yeah i just i i, I liked it i just didn't love it notable scenes what did we like um, i mean the scenes, I, uh, the relationship with the father was, was interesting to me. I mean, obviously, personally, I had a completely different experience with my father, but th those scenes uh, still kind of stood out to me because here's, and this is uh, also a credit to Ethan Hawke's performance in this, is that he, the father is kind of, you, you, you right away, you can stereotype him as like, oh, he's like a scumbag sort of bit of a fuck uh, up a, a bit of a fuck up absentee hasn't been there for years they're like and you know he shows up all of a sudden doesn't know very much about parenting because he has very little experience. No, he's a weekend so, warrior. So yeah, he's a weekend warrior. I mean, like you, you right away, you you know, you put him in this. In this but he loves his kids. But he, he, he loves he, his but kids. Like yeah, and as, as time goes on, you like he's he's trying. Like he he's trying. trying. He loves his kids. He's he's trying to build a relation. You know that that's so that scene where, and it kind of pays off throughout the rest of the film. The scene, um, where uh, I guess I think he was gonna take them to the ball game or something, but he yeah. picks them up and he t and, and he asks them like about their life and they just give him these like 
tiny little answers. That, yeah. Abstract you know, answers. Abstract yeah. answers that don't say anything. And he like stops and kind of tries to like reframe how how they're gonna talk. I don't to want each to have other. these conversations. Yeah. yeah, and and that's and that's fair. And and I think that was a that was a moment then that pays off later on because you see those those conversations as they age become. You know they can go into more into more detail with each other. They they can they it comes more naturally as they agree. It should come more naturally. Yeah. But it but it I think part of it is that you know he as a father he stepped up to to make sh- to try and uh, like raise that level of relationship. And then it, like by the end like look at the conversation that they they finish uh, um, the movie with concert between uh, the concert. Yeah, it's, it's it, I mean to me that that final those final scenes and and just the whole you know what's life about <laughs> yeah. nothing son Everybody, we're all I, just I, we're all just winging it we're all just trying to figure it out like this is this is the realization that you get now that you've entered college you this is this is what you realize is that everyone's just figuring shit out and then the mom has her own realization of the same thing which is you know she's gone through these like uh, t- t- uh milestones through her life like the what society has told her to and, and she you know and but what does it come to? Like she has an existential crisis yeah. at the she end. Like this is like the, the next big event is my funeral. Yeah. And, and Which the, and the I, I didn't yeah. like. Well, well, one, sorry, just quickly to add to that was, after you have that scene, there's there's no like there's no other scene with her. I feel no. like that kind of uh, ends on like a bit of a sour note with her. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, I was just gonna add also to you to what you were saying about the father is I really like early on just like this is just one specific that I really liked and they didn't I feel like they didn't really like super hit you over the head with it. They like mentioned like early on on the camping trip there. Uh, he says you need to ask girls questions and you need to listen to the answers and you're gonna be miles ahead of every guy your age. And literally like every conversation he has with girls after that no. moment he's always just like asking questions well, asking questions asking questions building off their answers that's your bike scene like literally that's the exactly bike exactly scene. so when you know you said that sequence wasn't that important that literally that's why i know that's why i walked it back i walked it back okay um i, I had uh, I, i'm a huge ethan hawk fan like like i actually like i really oh, like wow. it like i love ethan i've Hawke. never met one in, um, in the flash right? yeah here we go first first ethan gattaca was gattaca that's my first ethan Gattaca's, Hawke movie. As, as soon as you say ethan hawk mine was gattaca. reality bites oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, i loved it but so yeah like all the all the scenes with the data like i love the first scene where he picks them up like when they're really small and mm-hmm. they go bowling and stuff i don't know i just i really like that's that whole that whole scene from the time the um Mother kicks him out, and then uh, there there's a baseball scene where they go to an Astros. I, that game. Was, that's the scene I was gonna say. Mm-hmm. Right, mm-hmm. and they're just kind of sitting in this. Like they actually shot that at a real oh, Astros you game. You could tell. You could tell. But was I it think a stolen. Or no, definitely no, not. I don't think it's stolen, but I think it's like <laughs> very gritty. They, they, like yeah. like, it, like set up a camera, like one it, camera, it, one guy. Yeah, you yeah, guys like, do it. There's one guy on the stairs probably shooting it, and they're just. Panning there. and reacting. Yeah, to the and there's actors. probably like there's no one else. Yeah, yeah. I can just it. see the location manager being like, "We will not obstruct the yeah. vision yeah. of the field, and yeah. I, we're, we can do this." But the shot they got was great. The shot they got was great for that moment with the home run because oh. there was a line drive down the first baseline, and they just panned, panned right away. over. It was almost like it was choreographed. Was there any sign stealing? Probably. Okay. I don't get it. Uh, I know. Good. Okay. Is this sports? Sports. Also, the other scene that I really wow. liked uh, was the so how the mother has the two relationships that don't work out with the other two guys. The first that, one. That bugged me. Uh, the second one uh, with the office with the corrections officer. Yeah. Um, I love that scene because we kind of in a way we're like, okay, this guy's gonna maybe turn out like the first guy. He's just a total piece of shit. But then he just turns his back and he's got the correction yeah. sign over it. So it's like, oh, I get this guy just from that it's, one little thing. You're like, oh, he's a correction. And, he, and he's officer. a former army. No, no disrespect um, to corrections officer. Officer as well. <laughs> but <Welcome>. like, <laughs> yo, shout out to Rick Ross. But no, so anyway, he's going through some shit, right? Obviously, like he's going through some shit. Clearly, yeah, Mentally, with PTSD and and all that. Yeah. So like, okay, so he's still me, a dick though. Like, yeah, yeah, but I mean, at least I understand maybe why he's a dick yeah i don't know i just feel like it, it was like with just in relation to like the both of the mom's mm. new husbands yeah. not working out i'm just like 
okay, like, oh, no, like, the first guy's an alcoholic. Okay, oh, the second guy's got PTSD. It's like, I don't and know. And then, oh, no, you know what? And, and the second guy, you know, PTSD, but, like, the first scene that they show him and he start, he ha- like it opens up with him drinking a beer. I'm like, fuck, it's going bad again. I don't, and also, <laughs> one thing I did like, though, and he's like, what, hey, like, when he walks in, he's like, hey, what time is it? He's like, I don't know, after midnight. He's like, he's like, quarter after 12. He's like, it's your birthday. I was like, oh, this guy's dope. He's going to yeah, be, because yeah. I kind of forgot. I hadn't seen it since since I saw, uh, I saw it at theaters. So I was like, oh, okay, this guy's actually going to be dope. And then, no, he wasn't but, dope. But look where it went. It went from that to you sh- to it being at just after 12 and then flipping out. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. No, I, Although, get, I, I get that volition. I like, I like that scene from a different, from Mason's sort of, you know, he's the key character. I like it from his perspective. And that, that's the first time where he kind of like just stands up for himself. He doesn't give a fuck anymore. He's been through these like dysfunctional shitty yeah, boyfriend. Yeah, but then he even drops like, like a, you're like, not my dad. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, okay, but like, he doesn't... What else are you saying? I mean, he didn't care. I'm that, just, I'm just saying, it was just those those moments I found like, the, like those little moments were like a little bit cliche here and there. But it, but then it's done well. Like, like the turn the back with the corrections, like that was done well. Yeah, like, and that it was, was so subtle, right? But you got it as soon yeah. as you saw it. You were like, okay, 100%, 100%. This, this makes total sense yeah. now. It, it just, in that one little thing, him having corrections on his back, it just says so much about that situation, the character, everything. You're like, yep, yeah. No, I, th- I thought that was good, but it was just, like, I don't know. I just thought there was a few moments that were a little on the nose. My, my favorite is probably the one at the end where it's, like, her graduation. and Whose graduation? Sorry, uh, is it Patricia Arquette's? Or what, it's, what is the, f- the party at the end? It's his graduation. Oh, sorry, his, 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 yeah, yeah, sorry, his, yeah, sorry, my fault. There's yeah. her, like, yeah. just her students yeah. having a party, and then there's... Yeah, yeah, and and her one friend's hitting on him. She's, like, holding the bottle of wine, yeah. and she's, like, do you need to drive to college? I'm, like, <laughs> what? what? <laughs> I was, like, what? I'm, like, yeah. that I, happened? I really like that. their relationship, her and Ethan Hawks, because, like, he is the typical was too young to be a father and not mm. ready for it. Um, and she, yeah, and she, and, and but she, she's the one that like like gathered her shit together and, and yeah. became the mother yeah. that she needed to be. Oh, and she, he yeah. fucked up. Stepped exactly. She stepped and he, you know, what I mean, and like his thing is getting his shit together. You know what I mean? And you see that story yeah. arc with him progressively do it as he, you know, gets better, starts realize, you know starts knowing more about life himself understanding that he has responsibility grows a mustache. Well, yeah grows obviously facial hair is super important in terms car, of like man, an and then at the end he just awful. tells her that he she did a good job yeah, yeah. that was with a the nice kids moment. and it's like okay you know like and in order what it took for them to get there get there from yeah. what it was before is like really really big and then also when, when he goes to pull out and he's like he's like oh, i'd like to help out and he's like i don't have any that's money. like a little bit of a step back <laughs> and like yeah, he's still he's a little bit he's of like a kind of he's kind of a dick let me he's get like it from my wife's purse sort yeah of. <laughs> but he's like calling himself out on it like he's doing it with a yeah. laugh i don't know i thought that was a nice yeah. moment I actually i like nice i like that uh throughout the movie like there's so many of these tv movie relationships where it's like oh they got a divorce and now they just fucking they hate each other, and every chance is like for a dramatic. Like, it's a complex relationship. So it's a complex relationship. Yeah. Obviously, there's tons of tons of uh, th- things happening. You know, oh boy, uh, under <laughs> everything, there's uh, what's it called? Yeah, there's things uh, beyond what's on Sub- uh, like the subtext. surface. Subtext. subtext. Oh my god, subtext. words. Sorry. No, no I know. You just you, sometimes you just there's fucking lose the one word. Yeah. You're like, yeah, yeah. no, I get it. <laughs> there's also like three different words for it. So it was uh, subtext. There's tons sure. of sub- yeah, yeah. subtext, and they don't. You don't see that like just stereotypical, just uh, yelling at each other, hating each other every time they see each other. It's a it's a relationship that evolved, and that because they had to, you know, what I mean, like if the the one thing they always had in common was they loved those kids. They loved yeah. them in different ways. They were responsible in different ways, but no, they genuinely that love that's them. they at least committed to that. And one. she doesn't really question his love. It's yeah. always his ability. To to be, to, be, to be a father, to be a right? Yeah, like it's not. Yeah. She's not like it, it's always a question of his responsibility and like him not fully understanding what that entails. And her, because she's the mother, she has to, you know. I mean, she has to, uh, you know, do it. And then, like, also, what I liked about it is it really grabs the awkwardness of your parent having to date and find someone else because like this guy doesn't work so she needs to find companionship for herself for herself but it's doubly difficult because that person has to be you know suitable for for kids and i remember when i was younger you know my mom dating you know i was lucky that the person didn't end up being like the alcoholic stepfather which i feel like some of my friends ended up having uh i've i got the guy who raised me and was like awesome um but it definitely shout out to your old man yeah, pouring out for the homie, yeah. my pops. Um, hashtag Manchester United. Um, so, Not an ad. <laughs> uh, so, you know, like, I, so 
I got the knowing what it's like to, you know, seeing people being, you know, being introduced to people, but it was, you know, getting that more of the experience that, you know, some of my friends went through, like, yo, my stepdad's this and my stepdad's that. Like, I didn't fuck with that stepdad shit because he wasn't stepdad. But um, I, I heard it and then, like, to see it manifest and you kind of see where it's going to go. And, you know, like, it's her also realizing, like, as you're in these these situations where it's always when you're in a, when it's dealing, you know, with kids, it's like this dualism of you have to deal with things for you, but you have to take them into consideration as well. I mean, you see that with Ethan Hawke mm-hmm. well where it's like yeah you love the kids but then there's a whole other thing with it then you have their relationship where it has all the problems of a interpersonal relationship between two people but then it's also we have kids involved with it too so like you can't hate each other uh, and have it be constructive and you know f- your feelings have to be buried and it explores that complexity you know scene by scene and you know I really really love it um we gotta move on though I apologize I took up most of the amount of time um this was, I mean, John, you hinted on it where it was, like, very, you know, lifelike in the way it was shot as well. I mean, like, different reviews I've read kind of described it as, like, verite fiction in that it is fly on the wall in terms of, like, as like a documentary from its just There, there are some, point. like, dolly shots and stuff, though. Some not like, necessarily. It's more, yeah. like, how, not necessarily, like, just, like, the camera move per move. Yeah. But more in terms of, like, the narrative and how it is because it's set over a t- it's set over a t- of time you know set over time yeah and yeah i i really really like that but like for me this kind of is the ultimate coming of age movie because it's like form equals content in that they you know they did well, watch I mean, these yeah. people come it's of age literally the yeah. Kind of yeah, yeah. <laughs> filming yeah. as he comes of age. yeah I, I think it's also kind of interesting like it's link later as well he's one of the the coming of age directors probably mm-hmm. right and like other people would be like john hughes um i don't know he he I'm trying to think of others that have sort of done well you're going to where a lot Stand of their movies who directed Stand by Me oh. that was Reiner Reiner yeah, yeah there you go that's um, a big one yeah but but Linklater's done a bunch of these now oh, and, and yeah, this yeah. is yeah. like that's just like coming of age kind of movies of yeah end, so I think it is I, I think it's the ultimate coming of age yeah. movie because it literally is coming of age yeah. before your eyes you you right? I don't know it's so on the nose with that you didn't like that no I was just thinking if it was I was like it was like a pondering entail yeah, and all those things are like these, like these slice of life style observations yeah. of it. I mean, we're, I mean, this is a segue into really well into, uh, you know, is this obviously there was massive acclaim with this, uh, nominated for an Oscar. I believe Patricia Arquette, I believe, won for this yeah. movie. Was it was it just nominated for best actress or best, best picture. picture? Best picture, as yeah. well. supporting actress. What which did it lose to? For? Uh, oh, Birdman, I think. Birdman, oh, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. We talked about that. Yeah, yeah. We, uh, Birdman. It was Birdman's a good year. Great. Birdman's a good year for movies. Yeah, yeah. I, it was. It, it was a really good, good movie. Film. It was a good uh, year for movies. So, like, is this peak Richard Linklater? I uh, yeah, I think so. I for, mean, for me, honestly, Days and Confused for me is his <laughs> is his best. Uh, I, yes. I, Days and Confused, honestly, really for good. Me not my too, favorite. I, but, I watched uh, I watched Days and Confused my first time, like last day, I think of grade five. It was the last day of school. I remember before summer holidays. I believe it was grade five and it was just like the most perfect movie to watch. And like ever since then, I've seen it a dozen times and it just holds up so well on every viewing. Like I love that movie so much. Really good. So, so much. Yeah. I I just think this is all of his skills at work in one movie and it's pushed up to the max. Because Like I said, either you love this movie, I think, or you kind of don't really see it that much and you there's like sort of two camps for this at least for everyone i've talked to about it but like i I don't know like either you love it like us or you you know and that's okay i'm gonna say i really hope it's not his peak um just because in terms of his uh filmography in terms of what he's done there's not very many low points at least when it comes to a a movie that he's directed and written and he's had a lot of success with yeah he's had a lot of success uh, may- maybe low points in terms of like doing other people's movies sort of thing um, Bad news we, yeah <laughs> Paid his dude but when it comes to his he's just like even what was what was the movie that came after the one in the college somebody somebody else or no oh, everybody wants some? everybody uh, wants yes him. yeah like, yeah that was that was fucking awesome I that was like it, a yeah. that was like a see i'm the same like a sequel I to it. dazed and confused and it was i fucking love the shit out of that but movie but this is this is the thing i like about linklater though is he's able to kind of take these sort of slice of life very yeah. specific yeah. type of movies like 
Take Everybody Wants Them, which is about like college baseball team. It's a coming of age yeah. frat guys. That's like the first the so, first weekend before school. Right, but that's very specific yeah. as far as who it's about and who it's sort of geared towards, yeah. right? My brother saw that movie and he was on a team in university in the States for four years. Exactly like that. And he said, This movie was my life. I've never seen a more accurate wow. sort of thing about this and I loved it. And that's what I mean. He's just you either get it or you're, you don't. I think for for link later movies <coughs> that kind of so yeah. I, I have yeah, those I, I don't, slice of life movies. I hope it's not his B because I think I think he can still do uh, incredible things. He still has a long career ahead of him. He's not oh, he's not sure. an old guy. Um, you know near near the end of it, there's no like visible like slump to his career. He I think he he can still do incredible things. In terms of doing something on the scale of this, I don't think he can top it because it's just like this is one of the most even ambitious did, yeah, movies. Even if he did, oh, I'm gonna follow these people for 20 years. Like that's that would still be like, oh, okay, so you just thought you'd make a better movie by doubling what you did before. Like it, would, it just wouldn't be, yeah, it just wouldn't be no, the that's same what we're thing. Talking about earlier, it's just Man, doing it's a, a it's, a un, it's a fairly <laughs> unique, <keep> <laughs> it's a fairly unique act that and, and in tr- that way he he won't be able to top it. But I ho- I really think he can do even better things in the future. For this, I have trouble separating. Is is this the best Richard Linklater movie, and is this my favorite Richard Linklater movie? Uh, again, like the Before trilogy, um, for me, when I watched Before Sunrise as like a twenty, like in my twenties, it's you know it was the kind of movie where it's like these you know these two people meet and they spend one night together, and the whole thing is looking at you're watching in real time, not real time, or it's a fucking two hour movie. Uh, but like you're, it's but yeah, I, I know what you mean. Yeah, you're seeing, you know, I mean, you're seeing these it's people, like a, moment, a specific moment. You're seeing of time. these people who like need a moment like this to find themselves in another person, and this idea of like the transformative nature of like falling in love, especially in your twenties when it's like you're like simultaneously the most excited but also the most unhappy because you're trying to achieve things and you don't necessarily know how you're going to do that and relationships are difficult and you're trying to figure out where the fuck you're going to go and it's it's so tough and like he was able to encapsulate that and then stretch this relationship out over three movies uh you know with before sunset and then before midnight which is you know the characters you know kind of they're married the the fairy tale has come true you know and this one night they had together has turned now into a relationship against the odds but you start seeing the warts of those relationships and infidelity and what's it like when when you're not when you start to hate each other because all relationships are to an extent even the best ones are like this like love hate thing where like in moments you you know love the other person and in moments you hate the other person because of that familiarity familiarity obviously breeds contempt and there's you know closeness and his ability to con- like convey that and his way and his ability to convey emotional weight like i find staggering right and i thought that that's that's what this film was able to do i do I don't think, obviously, he's treaded new ground from a narrative point of view, but it's the execution of that in using the uh, in using the time period to physically see, instead of recasting everything, how these actors have grown and 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 what you know and how they've progressed as people physically and talent, you know, from a talent standpoint, but also like from a life standpoint, because you're watching them grow. That's the thing about this, where I'm like. I can argue the edge this has over another one of his movies. It's just he is so good at making you feel. He's just so good at it, and that being the only thing. There's not a lot of like things that distract you from the feelings that he puts out, and that this movie is a culmination of that. I think it's the culmination of Richard Linklater as a humanist, mm-hmm. um, and as a you know as a as this person who like creates these like social diaries of individuals of characters, and you start to you know and you start to treat them. Like the way you like know. Not him. many people that do what he does. I, I, no, I not in the way I he does. I think so many people try. I think the closest. I think he his style is distinctly European. Um, yeah, and that, and you see that, that and you see that with like before, with before sunrise because those are the kind of things that you'd see some like Renard Ren, Renoir like uh, Godard do. Um, so I I think it's peak. I think it's his peak, but it's not my favorite. But I think in front. Fr- confused, I will say, is something I can just throw on like on any random moment and just watch it and 
still enjoy it. Boyhood, I would enjoy, but it's it's one it's a three hour long, it's a long movie, haul. and it's, it's just long. it's a hard thing to just throw on just because you're feeling like. It. I, I will say it does have some pacing issues, but it does hum along. Like like I, there was never a point where I was like. Oh God! How much time yeah. is there left? There like, was times where I thought, "I'm like, oh man, I want to see more of this. I want to see the resolution well, yeah, I mean, to this." But then he skipped exactly. like on the two first years view, after. Because on the first viewing, it's discovery, right? But yeah. it's like really discovery in that you know he's switching time periods. Yeah. So you get to see how that unfolds and how he's doing it, right? But then, but then you do have some, like I don't know. There's there's some kind of weird scenes. Like there's that one scene where he's like in the bathroom, and there's like the kind of kids are like. Hey, pretty boy, and he's like, "Ugh," and then like that's never kind of brought back. I don't know. There was just a few. Uh, anyway, yeah, back to that. Yeah, there's there's stuff that's could have used a little bit more of a not a payoff, but a little bit more development. Yeah, and also like, becomes that, disjointed. And that was a that was a key that was a key one for me. I'm like, okay, well, we kind of know he's he's a little he's a he's quiet and, and introverted, yeah, and we he's got a creative that from other type. Things, yeah. We understand that, but like was is part of his and and part of his i guess maybe some mental damage over time was you know divorce and and, and the abusive drunk uh and all that stuff but like is was bullying part of it we don't know all we got was like two seconds yeah of, that of one that. that one instant have you guys seen the latest episode of This Is Cosplay? It features Kin Chan, the armorer and run-of-the-mill creative genius from Wampan's Cosplay. You really need to see what this guy does to believe it. The series is put together by the Mind Refinery creative team and is a visually engaging look at identity, community, and passion. If you're a fan of cosplaying, gaming, anime, a comic book lover, or like us, general fans of nerddom, this series is for you. And now, back to the show. Um, also, ideas... Also, sorry. Sorry, sorry to interrupt. Just, just to kind of go on that idea before you say something. I think that um, I've now forgotten what I'm going to say. It's okay. Oh no no, nope. I do not continue. Um, also, sorry oh. no no, I remembered. My apologies. <laughs> don't don't mean to trigger you. Uh, because of Already the nature, triggered. because uh, it's auto. I'm it's male. It's confused male posturing. Um, it's we you know what it does is it, you know there he it's disjointed so you lose some of the continuity in some some stuff naturally because yeah. it's yeah, like but oh that's we, what the editing is for and you could have just lost that scene and then we wouldn't have known it was shot yeah but I'm and wondering it, it, and you don't lose anything from the overall story if you lose that scene yeah anyway that's one specific but also like things mm. they're like they're like just you were talking about payoff was also just like um I felt really bad for the kids that were stuck with what's his name Ted the first husband yeah yeah, yeah. Like, yeah it's they... like they're like like oh you're our, you're my kids you're I I worry about you like there were two great characters there was like some like there's like the, like the boy was good the girl was good and, and they like, got I, along like that was another yeah, thing that could have they so could have cool. gone into yeah. the trope of like oh the kids hate each other yeah, or the parents yeah, yeah, yeah. are favored no they're all hanging favorite. out together yeah and, that and like there was like some nice moments between them and like you even saw them grow up a couple times and then they get taken away they're like go 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 move get in the car and and like you never see them again like it's just kind of like oh i don't know you're my kids i have to worry about you first and you're just like what about what about those kids movie, movie would be too long <laughs> yeah i know it's three hours, <laughs> three hours. <laughs> but like have i don't know have the kids at the fucking um at, at the at the graduation party being like oh we got out after like soon after you, <laughs> we uh, got like, out. like soon after you left like our mom came and got us like like oh like it's been nice keeping in touch with you thanks for letting us know you're up to, i don't know something something yeah and this and they still have the internet like it's yeah well they <laughs> email, said they're gonna Facebook, email yeah. all that stuff um also okay at the party there was like ethan hawk's brother i think was that, that the, the only party? time he's oh, okay, introduced okay yeah. i was gonna say i'm like did i miss him in a scene before that because he seemed like this dude? yeah 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 i guess he was there to like introduce the whole like now they're old enough to be like giving him you know male wisdom yeah, yeah. i don't know it just seemed weird i'm like did i miss a scene this guy was in I, and then i thought I'm like maybe it was the roommate and then the roommate is the musician i was like oh no the roommate's a musician was that guy is i feel like that guy was like is that guy a real musician the, the I don't know, but he it's, feels so real in that role. Like this, yeah, this, like, I this, like him, burn, I can't remember. Burned out, like yeah, forty-five, like fifty-year-old dude who's fifty. I don't know, forties. Like, let's say whatever. It burned out. Like he's yeah. still into music, but he probably should have quit a long time ago. Sort of deal. Definitely should have quit. <laughs> just almost full-fledged. Guy you know, he should have sold out. Like Ethan that's Hux. a pretty big venue. I don't know if he's got a couple bodies in there. They're doing all right. Yeah, yeah. The other thing I like um, about about this movie is there's a couple little little jokes in there that like Linklater has the ability to do laugh out loud comedy like you know dazed and confused with the all right all right all right and and all that stuff Chicky that's later. totally classic but like in this movie one of the chicks don't want to hear that shit one of the moments where i like laughed out loud was when they're going around putting 
Obama Biden, oh Biden posters and the one Sees the carry side and and the uh, and they come across the one guy with the, uh, who's just with like flag, hey can we put a Obama sign on your oh lawn do I look like a Barack Hussein Obama supporter yeah. Hussein <laughs> yeah 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 Hussein yeah. Like, there were definitely like, like, a couple things where yeah. I looked at it and I'm like I'm like okay a lot of this okay I understand this that this happened this similar things happened my child and then they're like no this is definitely just this Texas is, yeah. the pledge of allegiance to Texas oh yeah uh, the Shit. Pledge of Allegiance is, is yeah. just, just all in general is super brainwashing, yeah. awful. Yeah. And then that guy, and then and then Grandpa with a gun giving it to his fifteen-year-old. See that <laughs> Grandpa that, was that sweet, sweet as hell. Like, amazing. That Grandpa was sweet as which hell. Which is yeah. amazing, but like that's purely yeah. a Texas. And and then, I like I like when they're at the church listening to the pastor, and he's just <laughs> hugging his wife, just smiling and nodding. They're both just yeah. loving it. Yeah, <laughs> loving it. God love him. What do we think about cinematography? Lee Daniels, great. It was, it was good. I don't know. I, I didn't. Th- I, it was not lots of was lateral that, light. No, I, I actually didn't. I didn't look into it. But it feels like that was shot on film. It, it was, was 35, 35, 35. They argued. Okay. 35, I saw. I saw. Well, like, think about. Think about if yeah, they had I saw to grain, change I mean, the I saw format. Grain is, is, yeah, and if they had to change the yeah. format over twelve years, well, that's it's just the third parts in three D. Thirty five was still yeah. a thing. Oh yeah, exactly. Could, digital was not not that. No, no, exactly. So yeah, no, that was hundred percent thirty five. That's why they did it though. Yeah, because they didn't want anything to change. They wanted to because they knew he knew that it would be evolving. Like HD would be evolving. And and actually, I'm kind of glad that there wasn't some kind of you know. Oh, with every you know oh, new couple yeah, years, now it's mil. Now it's sixteen mil. More color, less color, or blah blah. No, it was very uniform. I it, I think a part of it is that is that it, it, it that it kept a look throughout hundred percent hundred percent instead of trying to like uniform. evolve the look with the film that that's just sometimes that works with some films but I, it, for this it would have been just a hokey yeah and back to what I was saying about the whole realism and how it kind of felt um uh sort of almost doc style but not doc style yeah it reminded me a lot of the photography in Jurassic Park actually the very first one. Because because wow. okay. Jura- Jurassic yeah. Park is it like it just feels real like it's in that one eight five one frame right they didn't want to make it seem overly cinematic like they wanted to sort of put you there and yeah, make yeah. you feel like you were there and it's similar I guess in that sense where it's more just like sort of letting it happen it sort of felt the same way just yeah how, how, a lot of like cinema verite how do you yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, what you're doing is you're letting what's happening in the frame yeah. film frame. But, but not to say that there were some stylistic shots yeah of like just, some like yeah. nice dolly shots mm-hmm. and like nice tracking shots um like lots of one takes and stuff like that but yeah for the for the most part it was just very much like a just kind of like set up the camera but very minimalist yeah. how many yeah. frames don't get in the way of the story in this one how, i think yeah. the verite part is that don't don't put the camera in the story like it needs to just stay out yeah, yeah it followed the action like the movement yeah. always followed yeah, the action yeah, yeah. how many frames of a velociraptor do you think he used as a digital ref- as a I, visual reference a lot i have to say i've never heard of jurassic park being brought up no i like thought that, that was cinema i like that no, i'm not making fun of it I, I think that's interesting uh I, it just it's totally I've yeah because Jurassic Park anyway. doesn't have like the Scorsese <laughs> shots or like, oh, we're gonna whip pan Dolly into this thing and it's gonna be very. It's like yeah. not. Nah, it's like letting what is happening and the emotional impact like take it. Yeah. Right. Like that's that's what it is. It's a performance and it's a character driven piece and they want to make sure that that yeah. like that is the like, thing that I can't even necessarily put my finger on what stylistically it is. It's a bunch of different things happening all at once. But yeah, it just feels but very consistent. Very consistent yeah. as you were saying. And um, a, a one one YouTube video I did peruse very quickly. Just because you said you threw a random kind of uh, Jurassic Park in there, I saw one that was uh, claiming that it was like a spiritual sequel to uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Jurassic Park? No, 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 that's, <laughs> no, no, not Jurassic Park. Boyhood. What? What? Yeah. How? I don't know. There's no candy. <laughs> <laughs> Where was the chocolate? I'll fuck it. I'll link you guys. Where is know. the factory? I literally, I watched it for like six. I like for like I watched it for like. It's like 45 seconds. And they lost you there? So who's Willy Wonka? If you go down that (laughs) hole, you'll become a flat earther, okay? There's plenty of guys on YouTube who who sound super smart and convincing. I don't know if it's a closed system. I don't know if it's a firmament, but all (laughs) evidence points to the fact that oceans are being held in place by... Ice walls. Anyway, continue. <laughs> sure, do you want Listen, to... man. Does the li- let me ask you a question? Australia. Why doesn't the water fall off Australia? Like around Australia on the other on the anyway. Like answer me that, bro. Boy, and don't be a patriarch. Honestly, man. Yeah. Fucking geography is a myth. 
Don't vaccinate your kids. <laughs> do not vaccinate your kids. That's that's a mind refinery message right um, there. Do not vaccinate. I think it's interesting. I think it's interesting. Okay, now I want what I want to move on to. One of our last vaccinate things them, to please. go on to is uh, back to boyhood. Do we want to do a mid-roll break, break? By the way, no, no. Okay. Um. So. Uh. <laughs> so the actors. I want to really get into the actors. Uh, first, Sarah Patricia Arquette won the Oscar for this. I thought she was fantastic. I think this is her best role by a long shot. I think that she really, really conveyed that almost to the point where I'm wondering her what her personal story is in terms yeah. of understanding that. And, you know, starting as a mother who is a younger mother and had to deal with, uh, you know, being a mother young without someone who's there having to, you know, get a grip of that, but also find her own identity, hence the going back to school and then it's like mixing these personal decisions that are also, you know, decisions for kids. And, you know, like I had a single mother for a bit and I can't even imagine what like what that's yeah. like and having yeah. to deal with the kids and like trying to also oh, like corral a, a relationship. Un- yeah. Like unbelievable. Like she, what a strong, strong lady. She fucking. Yeah. She killed that role. Yeah, it was really good. She yeah. brought she brought some she brought like a strength, but also like a vulnerability to that role. Um, the vulnerability, yeah, and yeah. that was that was the thing that was. Th- th- I always find those two things difficult to coexist, unless you're kind of really a skilled actor. Is that this idea of being strong? But what is strength? You know, is it a you know stereotypical male definition of strength, or is it the ability to like endure while also pushing forward for your own yeah. life? Yeah, just being a mother, like like that, like yeah. just being a strong yeah. mother, mm-hmm. um, and like. Um, like you said, she um she I think she just did a fantastic job um overall, and I don't know what what kind of like personal issues she brought to the role, but I think that um like we talked about the scene where she has like kind of like the existential meltdown at the end, and I I just like again I just really wish there was kind of like a better kind of end to her character where she just has that meltdown and she's like kind of just has this weight and then that's it it just cuts and then like that's the last time we see her is her having like a like this yeah. like it hit her yeah, i would have liked to have kind of like seen the yeah. other of, side of that i would have liked to have seen the other side of i was her cool to terms i was with cool it. with it because of the eyes that you the lens that you're seeing this through yeah. which is his lens in that like that's some of it you know and like you watch i mean we all you know i've kind of watched our parents grow up in themselves especially when you start considering what adulthood is now that you're an adult i'm like there's no adults in the room adult air yeah there is zero adults in the room so like your parent and you that's one thing you realize when no no definitely not george (laughs) technical um like that's a compliment yeah you start to you start to realize what you know, you start to realize that they are going through <laughs> or went through what you went through and that you have to uh <laughs> well, dying over there. And that you have to, and that you have to, you know, that you have to traverse that as well. And that so when we see so we see him going off to college, we're seeing what he's leaving behind. Oh, of course. Which of course. is this mother in like existential shape or like going through this like you know, menopausal, like trying to figure out what the hell they're going to do. This, you're about to be an empty nester. What the hell am I going to do with my, like with the rest of my life? And I kind of like that they did that from, and then also if you consider that, you know, Richard Linkletter is communicating these ideas as an adult himself. And it's like, you know, and as a person who's experienced success, you also experience that. What am I doing with the rest of my life? You know, and I think that was sick that they were able to do that because it's like, he's going to college and then what are the troubles that he's dealing with at home? And also she is starting to go through this existential malaise, whereas like Ethan Hawke's character is starting to find his footing. I was just about to say, yeah. you, you had on the other side of things is you yeah. have him. He's like, he's starting a new family. His wife is a goddamn sweetheart. Everything about his wife. She just seemed like the nicest person in the world, has a little baby. And then like, I don't know, I would have liked her, her to have at least like, I don't know, met some nice guy or like well, taking up fucking lawn bowling i, I don't I know i disagree okay i disagree something. I, I, dis- I don't know something something I, like, not just her having a i disagree in the sense that it, it that's you as a as a as a viewer and, and somebody as, as a storyteller 100%. who wants who wants like who, we always kind of want like a clean ending or a happy ending yeah. or a satisfying ending to a story but the fact that it's nodding my head verite, that it's the slice of life is that it needs to like I think the, the what he was to trying anything. to do there. It's an artifice. I think I think what he was trying to do there is cut it in a way, cut it off in a way that, you know, you, you don't know the resolution. You you know her life is going to keep on going. You I don't know that. in what no, direction is going to be. So I think that was I don't, that I was don't that, like that, was, that was the right choice 
I agree with his choice the, on cutting that because it, it yeah. is what he's if he's making a slice of life. He needs I, to I understand slice what he's going somewhere. for, hundred percent. I yeah. just don't. That's not a three act structure the, type film. The, I just would have liked. I know it's clearly not at all, but I just I don't know. I, I, she was such a great character you, all the yeah. way through. You just, just wanted want, for you yeah, want something good for her. Character. You do yeah. enjoy her screen time. Yeah, I just wanted yeah. something. I just wanted a little like some little. Lensa. If it's any Hook consideration, she she's a she's a very strong character, and uh, she's lasted through many things. I'm sure she's gonna find a, a, a nice ending. That's for also Yo, why are you projecting just onto just, her? Just she's gonna be okay, man. Just listen. I just okay want to know head. she's okay. <laughs> she won an Oscar. She was fine. Now, listen, <laughs> can somebody get Link later on the phone yeah. and ask if she's okay? <laughs> can we get a sequel? <clears throat> okay, Yo, um, ribs in Austin. Use your imagination. I, so I did want to uh, bring up with uh, Patricia Arquette. That's what you should do, <laughs> guys. Listen up. Her, killed by imagination. Hold on a second, Patricia Arquette. So. Her, her, like yeah, her performance. I mean, she d- deserved the the Oscar and everything. I feel like the f- very the very first the very first few scenes of her were her acting was stilted. Uh, and she, she I grew think, into the role. I think yeah. I think a part of it, it might have been uh, that this thing probably didn't have. Much, I think it was an outline. It was written. It, the whole thing was there was you could even tell in in that first argument that she has. That it's it's uh it, there's a bit of improv in the argument too, and oh, yeah. some of the some of the things they're saying don't really make sense. But then she like just grows. She grew she as an a- she grew role, she yeah. grew as an actor as a person, and then she her character grew with her, and she be- she does uh, the rest of the movie is just an incredible performance. Okay, guys, I want to move on to Ethan Hawke. Is this peak Ethan Hawke? <laughs> we already talked Gattaca. Come on. Yeah, um, Lord of Wars. Pretty good. Ooh, <laughs> I love Lord of War. Pretty good. Lord of War. Training Day. I don't think I've seen Lord of War. Training Day. I love him in Training Wait, Day. Wait, isn't Lord of War with uh, Nicolas Cage? Yeah, he's the he's agent. He's, he's the, the agent. agent. He's the one who's chasing him. Fuck, I gotta see Lord of War again. Yep. Yeah, Lord of War is great. A good opening. <laughs> Guy does a rail uh, of gunpowder. Good opening credit Probably scene. one of the best. Uh, one yeah. of my yeah, favorite yeah. opening. I've seen the <laughs> opening credit scene way more than I've seen the actual movie. Yeah, of course. You're like, uh, I'm on mushrooms. Let's just watch we'll the Nick opening uh, fucking thing. For yeah. three hours. For three hours. I'm going to make a playlist of only <laughs> the opening scene of Lord of the yeah, War yeah, color yeah. corrected in different ways. But yeah, I I, I love Ethan Hawke in this movie. Um, just a solid actor. Right? Yeah. Just solid. Also, he's the, the go-to coming-of-age guy. He's <laughs> in fucking Dead Poet Society. Yeah. He's in well, Before right. Sunrise. That's right. Yeah. Right? That's He's right. definitely experiencing growth as an FBI agent att- going after friggin' <laughs> Nicolas Cage. He was in Great Expectations, which is like the coming of age, like Dickens coming of age shit. What, okay, what else is he in? He's in, I said Dead Poet Society? Yep. Yeah. Oh, he's in friggin' Reality Bites. This guy has been growing like up in front of None of those movies. What? Well, even first of all, even I, I, first of all, I'm like I, I, Ethan Hawke and John Cusack are like I'm. I'll ride for I'll ride for those guys except 2012. John Cusack. Oh. John Cusack. He needs a paycheck. Kind of, yeah, a paycheck. you got to pay the bills at some point. You got a paycheck. And and that China Wall movie. What no, 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 no. The other That's Chinese David, movie. No? no, no. There was another uh, movie where I think uh, where uh, John Cusack is like a Roman centurion leading Romans <laughs> no. that went into China. And oh, uh, yeah, God. and I think Jackie Chan might be in it. I'm but he doesn't sure. say anything. He's in Gross Point Blank. He's in High yeah, Fidelity. No, he's great. He's great. He's Gross in... Point Blank is great. <laughs> yeah, fucking <laughs> love that. Wait, movie. what's 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 the one where he's? It's like a he goes on cross country for like a girl. It's, a, it's an old Cus- It's an old Cusack. I'm gonna have to. It's not saying anything. Know, I'm not gonna should... dip. I'm not gonna dip into it only because we're talking Cusack and we should be talking Ethan Hawke. Yeah, uh, we, yeah, we'll probably have a whole Cusack. Episode. He was in this Chet Baker movie. Okay. <laughs> For, that was super sick. Uh, with George, uh, George Technical, do you remember what it's called? Something blue? Shades of blue? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Thank Thanks. you, George Technical. Brilliant. Um, just said, uh, yeah, yeah. So yeah. like, I'm I, I'm on the e, yo, I'm on the Ethan Hawke train. He did PCP. Uh, that was awesome. We saw him do PCP no. before our eyes. That's oh, growth. On training day. Spiritual. Oh, that, okay, I wasn't no, sure if don't that was do PCP anyway. Day and then, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not LSD. Vaccinate your kids with PCP. I will say for me, he's yep. like he's always been this kind of. I can always expect a solid performance from him, but he ne- he's never really stood out outside of just solid performance for me. That's because you're emotionally. I, I 100% crippled. agree with Boyan. Like I like it's like he's this fine. is like the most reliable actor yeah you can he's fine. you can he's good, get yeah. and he will never fuck it up he's like a Kevin but Bacon like, like that he's, he's like not Kevin no he's better he's than better, Kevin he's better Bacon. than Kevin yeah Bacon. but yeah. Kevin Bacon has been a pretty reliable actor for a long Kevin Bacon's a utility time. infielder and he's yeah. I know but he's, he's like better the, than Kevin Bacon, yeah yeah fair enough but similar no, similar yeah. similar what you're saying yeah. just in terms he wasn't an hollow man though like Kevin Bacon it's true. 
Elizabeth Shue looked great That's in that true. movie. What about the kids? Like honestly, uh, so, like the yeah. main kid is again. He kind of started off a little. I don't know. He, I think I think he's 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 good. He's good. I think he's as as far as like he kind of goes through like a bit of like a Hayden Christensen phase. Heller Coltrane. Like, yeah, except he hair, he man. gets out of it though. He needs to Hayden wash Christian his hair at not. some point during that entire. Yeah, he looks like a rat's now. He's a rat's now. Real but it, that's authentic as shit, man. He's greasy, like, and that's coming from. I'm like, calm down, Axel Rose. Has kids and <laughs> that's that, I'm saying he's greasy, and that's coming from this guy. Oh yeah. my god! I will say, like when I first watched the movie uh, in the theater, and you know, I was blown away by it but when i when i thought about the performance i'm like hey, the kids are kind of like the weak point of this like i like him in parts i didn't and when i rewatched it now it was just like you know what it is it's fucking hollywood has fucking trained me to imagine uh, teenagers like in movies as a, as, 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 a, as a certain stereotype yeah being yeah. 30 year olds and being like super outspoken outspoken and super like they know what they're about blah 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 no man. Also, Lorelai Linklater is his daughter, yeah. isn't it? And she's not. I think the problem. I thought she no. was great. I think the I problem is, really is that good. Hollywood is like the fucking Matrix in that. There is fields and fields of child actors <laughs> in tubes that they grow and then they just do it and then they discard them once they get coke addiction yeah. and they're like 23. Like and, and, and you know what but there's a there's not enough for for uh, teenage actors because they're they they get discarded before they when they start becoming teenagers and then they maybe a few of them come yeah. back as adults and and that like middle ground is just Also they're like, sense. "Oh, you're 18, can you play 9?" Yeah. Yeah. No. And oh like, wait, you're 32. Can you play 15? Who's the Spider-Man actor? What's his name? Tom Holland. Yeah, he's gonna be playing teenagers for a long time. Guys. Yeah. Well, he's I mean, like I mean, uh, like, look 30. at look at the movie. Like, 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 what about Greece? Like, people in that movie. Oh are like, my god. That's like, even like worse. their high schools are like 45. So yeah. But like, what? What am I? That's that's why I think. Danny's a Scientologist. <laughs> yeah, he is. I mean, that's and just a teenager. <laughs> um, <laughs> And he had his face switched with Nicolas Cage. Oh, my God. Okay, but I was just going to say, as far as authentic <laughs> casting goes, that's why I love Freaks and Geeks so much, because they yeah. actually yes, use... Yes, yeah. that's the best. That yeah. is yeah. the example use, of best child yeah. They use yeah. appropriate ages for the actors. Maybe, whatever, fudging a couple of years. Yeah. Maybe some of them are a few years old or whatever. But for the most part, those are like kids playing kids. It's like, oh, who's playing that 17-year-old football player? Uh, George Clooney. Fucking fantastic! It's it, like a, it's kids playing kids, and it's an it's a director that gets it and isn't forcing them to like again play to some kind of teenager stereotype. These are he is he angst, rides the imperfection. He, he goes he goes through angst these stages. He's in, an intro, oh, he like he's introverted. He he says very like they both have like you know one word answers to everything, which isn't scintillating like. If it was a series or a TV show, it wouldn't be a great TV show about teenagers where they just know it's like, eh, eh, and eh. you know but the, a slice of life. The whole um, the whole f- abusive husband, like the first one, yep. the scene where he throws the glass on the table in God particular. God damn, yeah, the he kid, like almost hit him. The kids in that scene and the way they act in that scene there is yeah. honestly what blew me away about that. Have, having a drink. It wasn't is, necessi- that, is that okay with you? Yeah, they yeah. freeze. Yeah. They freeze. They freeze. Kids but, like, don't just, have like this like. You know, obviously yeah. not all kids, but they'll, they'll they freeze like they don't they're not tr- they don't have the knowledge and experience to know how to react to these things. So kids will internalize yeah. things like that. But like even just the the where he threw where he says, "Is that funny, Mason?" And he just kind of like looks at him. Mason didn't even do anything. No, but it so like fair enough. That scene might be to some people a little sort of cliche and whatever. No, but, I no, I but, thought that was one of the no, better scenes. But, I didn't think that was cliche. But the kids, at all all of them, like the four of them. And yeah, that, and that you was, feel that tension. Yeah, you really do. When he fucking walks in, and he like slams the glass down on the table, and he starts pouring a drink. You're like, oh, here we go. All right, guys. Here we go, fucking Ted. We gotta get going. Uh, thank you for a fantastic discussion. Oh, that's it. We gotta do it. We gotta go. Um, anyways, thank you for listening, guys, and uh, we'll see you soon. Yeah. All right, guys, thanks for listening. Just a reminder, if you like this podcast and want to keep hearing it, subscribe and give us a five-star review. And if you're not already subscribing to our YouTube channel or following us on social media, get on it. You will not regret it.